Hey, 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 this is Mary again at Mary Unapologetic. I have two guests today. As a matter of fact, it's two special guests. And why? Because one is from Slovenia and another one is from Canada. I'm actually going to start with Irina, who is from Slovenia. And before we start, I would like to give a little bit of a background of how I met Irina and John. Actually, Irina is John's wife. We, Mike and I, were actually at educational seminar in Canada. It's actually put on by Tanya and Dominique Sarah. And so Sean is our husband. And we struck up a conversation. And then from there, we just hit it off. So I talked to her about my podcast. And so here we are today. Irina, are you here? Yes. Okay. I'm here. Okay, cool. So you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, um, so my name is uh, Irena. Uh, like you said, I come from Slovenia. Uh, I'm Jean Vidic's wife. Um, um, well, that's that's as much as I want to uh, give right now. And then the rest, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to answer uh, with your questions, probably. Okay. Um, well, yeah. folks, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a background. This is her first time ever being on the podcast. So don't sweat it. Just like relax and enjoy our conversation. It's just like the conversation we had in Canada last year. You know, I mean, you're so easy to talk to. So it should be like easy, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I am bringing you and Stevie Day. The reason mm-hmm. is because... I would like to celebrate women and, you know, for us women, we really should be empowering each other. So this episode is about empowered women, empowering other women. Wow, that's... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You want to say... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, you know, it's just something that you said, like uh, women, empowering women, um... That's that's a good cause, uh, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh yes, yes, and and the thing that um, got me interested in you, Irina, is because when we were having conversations, and we have many conversations in Canada, uh, you know, last year when we were there for the seminar, we you know we kind of like talked about what we do for our, our businesses, and you have a, I think you manage and run a business with your husband, right? And then you started talking about what you do and your responsibilities. And right there and there, I was like, wow, I can relate because these are the stuff that I'm doing for Den Time. And then we also have other business that's called Bumper Times, you know, for bumper repair. And so so I was like, wow, she's really interesting. I want to get her on my podcast and talk about this stuff. So do you want to tell us? What's your company and what is it about? The only reason why I want to start there is because obviously we're here in California and you are all the way on the other side of the world. So tell us about your business. Okay. Um, so we have a company that uh, is a PDR company, obviously. Um, we have a, a shop uh, in Ljubljana, which is uh, our capital city. 
Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Slovenia is a really small country in Europe. Uh, we border um, Italy, Austria, Croatia, and Hungary. Uh, so we are right there in between. Um, and our shop um, is... So we kind of have a retail shop, but also our technicians do route as well. Uh, so my job in, in, our, in our company is... I uh, I do all everything that's customer related. So I take in the customer uh, if they need um, maybe a supplement or if I need to order parts. Uh, so I do all of that. Uh, I try to prepare all the car cars um, for guys so they can fix like paper wise. Um, and that's that's about it. And when when there's hail, um, I do all the calcul calculations because we have a system which is. It is similar to USA and it's not um, because we we usually just write on on paper mm -hmm. uh, because insurances have a, like a program where you need to put all the damage in. Um, so someone has to do it in, you know, behind the desk. So that's me behind the desk doing all of that. Mm -hmm. So um, what is this system that you guys have? Because you mentioned that it is somewhat similar to what we have here. But then mm -hmm. not. Can you explain yeah. the difference? Um, just the program itself, how it counts the dents, uh, it's different. Uh, we call it Eurotax. Um, and what you do is you you choose a car uh, by VIN number and then you mark everything that needs RNI and then you put all the all the damages that were on on the car in. For example, we we have A, B, C dents, which is by size. Um, I know you guys have a dime, quarter, and all of that. We don't. Uh, we have A, B, C. Um, so, um, yeah, you have to put all the information about the car, and then you print it out, uh, and that's your base. Um, what you can charge the insurance or the customer. Um, so some, some kind of... A, Mm -hmm. So let me ask you something. Do you guys deal with insurance too? Because, you know, I kind of like, um, this is interesting to me, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, for me, it's like we have, obviously, obviously, you know that we deal with insurances also once you deal with the retail. Mm -hmm. And the insurance, the insurance usually, some of the people, they like dealing with the insurances. Some don't, some just like, you know, in the middle. And I would like to learn a little bit yeah. more if it's how do you guys feel actually dealing with insurance companies i mean are they easy to deal with or are they hard yes. or they lowball so your price i think we are pretty lucky when it comes to dealing with insurances um we have very good relations with uh, all of the insurances in the country we didn't have one single negative like experience with them mm -hmm. um and I mean, insurance is one of, you know, our best customer, if I put it like that. Mm -hmm. um, because it's it's just usually in Slovenia, when you have a car insured, especially for hail uh, or for parking dent, you don't have deductible. Uh, so this is something that I find, find very different from you in United States. Usually in the U.S. you have deductible on more or less everything. So in Slovenia, when people have hail damage, they want to repair it because it's free for them, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's, you know, it's good for us and it's good for them. 
um, which is um, which is you know. Um, and then when when we you know try to make a supplement because they try to to mark the car and they try to to do it, but they're doing it outside. Um, so they can't really be precise and they know they can't be. Um, so whenever we mark a car and we send it in and say, okay, it's not 100 dents here. It's actually 220 dents. They're like, okay, I know I trust you because they, they know that we're not trying to, I don't know, add up dents that are not there or, mm-hmm. you know, so they, um, so they're like, until now I'm, so I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So basically you're saying they're like willing to um, cooperate with you. They're not trying to yes. lowball the price. They are more um, no. transparent and accountability. I would, you know, the reason why I call it accountability is because it's one of those things that, hey, this is how much it costs. And then they'll be like, okay, I believe you. Uh, let's just pay mm-hmm. for it, you know, rather than trying to haggle the price down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's um, a whole that's a whole different culture there, huh? That's yeah. interesting. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, it's you know we still have to you know mark the car and you know take a photo and all of that. Uh, it's not like we just say oh it's that much dan- dense and they just believe on our word. We do have to take photos, but mm-hmm. everyone knows that when you're trying to make photos of a hail on a car, it's there's impossible. no way. <laughs> It's impossible. Um, And uh, that's where the trust comes in. Uh, I think some companies, you know, they would say, okay, uh, I'm not sure that this is the correct uh, supplement that you're sending me. Uh, I'm going to come and check the car. Uh, Usually, you know, companies that are not as honest probably as we are have a lot more negative experience with that. We don't. Uh, we we didn't have. You know, they they just don't decide to come and check just in case. Uh-huh. You know, they just they just approve. Okay. Uh, because they they know that what we mark and what we send in is is, is fair. You know, we oh. that's what we do. So here's the thing. That's the key. You know, folks. I don't know this. You know, we're just like basically. Um, uh, you know, I'm listening to um, Irina here, and I'm learning as you know, as she's talking, from what I'm hearing here, your company has a good reputation for being honest and truthful that the insurance companies just basically take your words for it. So it's like the trust factor yeah. here, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think what, what also has a great impact uh, on the trust that... I mean, we worked hard to build that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invited them uh, in our shop because we have like um, we have a big space. Uh, in, we invited them here, uh, have like a course uh, so they could learn what it means to do PDR, mm-hmm. how it's done, uh, what kind of tools we use. So they were here, uh, the adjusters. We had the adjusters here from uh, more or less every insurance in our mm-hmm. country. Uh, it was couple of groups of them so Mm -hmm. um that's where you know they they saw us they met us and they put a face on you know on Mm -hmm. our company Mm -hmm. even you know so i think that helped as well Mm. i like that that's a good selling point right there and i think also the difference probably between us and you guys are the trust factor that they met you they saw you and then they believe you because sometimes over here even though we show it to them and we explain yeah. to them why our pricing guidelines like this or our pricings like this they still don't want to believe it you know like they're just like about numbers and the bottom numbers mm-hmm. is what matters to them 
So that's yeah. so so right there. That's where the problem that we run into, you know, dealing with insurance is here on our end. Moving on, I want to ask you. You said you have employees working for you. So do, do you have how many employees do you have? Are there employees or are there contractors? Uh, well, um, both. Um, so altogether, we have three technicians, mm-hmm. and there's two of us that uh, do the papers. Uh, I do, like I said, what I do, and then we have an accountant. Accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when there's hail, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had hail last night, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a, it was a, quite a storm. Um, so in that case, when we have like a major hail in our country, uh, we also, um, you know, call other guys to come and help us. Um, so yeah, it's, it's both, we have employees and we have, uh, subcontractors. Okay. Well, that's good. It hailed in your background. So I also know that your husband chase hails because you guys mentioned that he's been to other parts of the world chasing hails, isn't it? Yes, it okay. is. That's when that's when um, there's um, winter in Slovenia mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, he would go to to maybe other countries like Australia or mm-hmm. you know when or South Africa even, um, and he would work there. Um, but that's all. That's something that we are working working hard on, trying to make it. Something that is, you know, not something that should happen every year, if you know what I mean. Uh, We're trying to make it in Slovenia. Keep keep him stationary at your place. Yeah. Yes. Because it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I mean, I can relate to what you're saying because it's hard to manage a business when your husband's away chasing hails and you got two little kids. I remember, I remember like when Gabby was born, that was in 2012 and Mike chased hail and he was in Iowa and I was trying to run then time full time. And then we have, you know, something a little bit with bumper time, you know, because I have a partner with bumper time. So I'm not there full time, but still it's hard to do that with, you know, kids. So that's actually my next questions. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. How do you manage or how do you balance work and family? Um, so this is one of the main reasons uh, I got involved in our, in in our company uh, because I can be a master of my own time. Um, so I can work seven hours a day uh, if I if I want to. Um, it's you know if I was if I was working somewhere else, I would have to be at work for eight eight and a half hours, and then before you know if I drop off kids at eight and then pick them up at four or five p.m., then it this is not something that I want to do uh, because. I'm a mother first, Uh Um, and that's one of the main reasons that I work here because I can say I am my own boss, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I know Jean is working more hours than I am. I know Jean is working crazy hours, Uh, but I try to do as much as I can in those seven hours that I'm at work, Mm -hmm. uh, be productive for those seven hours as much as I can, Um, and, you know, just be a mother as well, mm-hmm. uh, have a family, uh, be with my kids when they're growing up. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of uh, value in. Uh-huh. So well, I try to. I, I agree with you. I think like for me, um, the reason why I have, you know, 
I have these questions for you is because for me, I'm always getting interrupted. And, yeah. and, and like what you said, you know, probably the husband puts in more hours doing work. Like with Mike, he's, he's at the shop. I, you know, and then from the shop, he comes home, he's still, wor- he's still working. So when he's yeah. doing all these many hours of working, I have to pick up the other stuff that he's supposed to be doing for the family. And I end up doing that because that way I will allow him to finish what he needs to do for the business. You know, between mm-hmm. videoing, you know, stuff like dance yeah. and then editing, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, and and I also think that this is something that not every wife or, or partner is ready to do. Uh, but, at, you know, it, it's something that I guess you and me, we're ready to do it uh, and we're happy to do it. Uh, but not everyone is. And so if, you know, there's a guy out there and he's like, oh, maybe my wife should do something like that as well. It, it's not for everyone. Uh, if maybe, you know, she wants different things, um, it's, you know, it's perfectly fine as well. Um, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how things are. Yes, yes. And I think that's important. I think that's very important. Well, Irina, you and I are on the same page on that because I told Mike, there's, you know, or even people, there's pros and cons of managing your own business or your own company. But for me, it is rewarding because it gives me the time to also be hands on with my kids and at the same time Mm -hmm. making the money and growing the company, you know. And and then not only that, it's it's supporting, you know, my husband in that way where Mm -hmm. if I were to hire someone to do the job that I'm doing, I'm, om- I'm almost positive, like 99.9%, because I've seen it out there before we started our own company, where people mm-hmm. micromanage the people that works for them. And, yeah. and it's hard to find good, um, what do you call this, good employee that's like, yeah. you know, self-sufficient, yeah. self-motivated, mature, and on top of yes. things. And, it's hard and to that find you don't that. Have to tell, yeah, and that you don't have you know, have to tell them, okay, today you have to do this, 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 and this. They have to have, they have to be, you know, initiative enough for them to figure it out on on their own. Because you and me, we we see stuff that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. We just do it. You know? And not only that, the company's success is our success. Now, if we yes. just work for someone, well, unless you're one of those people or employee that want to make other people's companies successful and you have no problem mm-hmm. with that, then you'll be like motivated and putting your 110%. But for someone that's like, who just wants a paycheck, mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to micromanage them, tell them what yeah. needs to be done, tell, you know, tell them how things needs to be done. And I'm very particular as well mm-hmm. as trying to avoid redoing stuff when they make mistakes. So yes. those are the stuff that I worry about because I'm like, if somebody makes a mistake and I have to fix it, then now I'm like f- fixing someone else's mistakes, you know. And it and it takes you more time to fix it yes. than if you would just do it uh, from, you know, from the start. You would just do it on your own. It would take you less time uh, fixing stuff. Exactly. It's something that... Huh. Exactly. It's almost like, you know, can you imagine this dent, guys? I mean, we've had customers like this. I have customer call me and say, hey, can you fix my dent? And I'm like, well, your dent looks like 
a mess. It's like a really a mess. And I can tell when somebody worked on it already and messed it up. Mm -hmm. So I would like just ask them straight up. Did someone work on your car before and just didn't do do it the right way? And when I asked him that question, they cannot lie yeah. because they know that they just got caught. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. they'll fess up. They'll say yes. And I said, well, sir, if in order for us to fix this, it's now going to you know, cost you twice as more than what we normally charge because now we have to fix it. You know, we have to fix someone else's mess up yes. that, you, that they did on your car. Mm. So that could be a selling point too. Sometimes I use that as a selling point when a customer said, "Oh, I'm going to shop around." So I use that as a selling point. So kind of lock mm-hmm. the lock the you know lock yeah. the service in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it, you know it's it's a good selling point, and it's not just that; it's true. You know. Yes. We always say that with PDR, you get one chance to get it done the proper way. Yes. Um, and and that's how it is. You know. When, when someone messes it up and or, you know, cracks the paint or something like that, we, we can't, un, you know, you uncrack the it. paint. Yeah, you can't undo it. Yeah. <laughs> What's done, it's done, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's something that we, um, we tell our customers as well. Um, but when someone comes to, to our shop, more or less, they know the reason why they came here. Uh-huh. Uh, they want quality um, even sometimes overpriced, you know, uh, they choose quality and that's what we, we deliver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I think, you know, you don't have to really explain it to them because if they're here, they already know the reason why they are here. So you don't come across with customers that are shopping around? Cause we when you know, when I answer the phone for the shop, usually yeah. I would get customers too that are shopping around and that's why you got to be creative on how to lock them in. And then it's it's almost like what they tell you. You kind of like if they're if you think yeah. that they're gonna go somewhere else because they're shopping around, then you have to upsell your service. You got to focus mm-hmm. on your UPV, you know, unique value. I mean, UVP, unique value proportion. Um, to be honest, we don't have a lot of customers that would shop around or that they would you know come here, uh, get an estimate, and then go somewhere else and get another estimate. Uh, Every now and then there's a customer that does that, uh, but more or less um, when they come here and they, you know, when they meet us and they see and we tell them how it is, um, then usually they decide to stay with us. Um, And also one of the reasons I think is because um, there are a couple of guys that have like just the PDR shop in in, uh, Ljubljana or in, you know, nearby but not a lot. And mm-hmm. um, so that's, you know, that's one of our advantages maybe as well. Um, you guys are lucky. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. There's a lot of lucky. technicians here. Don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of technicians here. Uh, but not a lot of them have like a retail shop. Uh-huh. You know, it, they don't have a space where a customer could, you know, could come and bring the car in or... That's so. That that's, helps. Yeah. That's, so that's, so basically, you're saying that's your advantage because you have a retail shop, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, in 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 terms of well, in terms of you know, uh, people are not shopping around or just mm-hmm. you know going around getting estimates and then comparing them. And when they do, if someone does it, our prices are more or less similar. Of course, some of the guys they, you know, they they give lower price, mm-hmm. but then the quality is you know where it is mm-hmm. and. Uh, and sometimes we have to fix after them. So, I actually probably we have like 
less than, you know, less than five minutes here. But before I let you go, because Stevie Day is going to be calling me, Mm -hmm. I wish I could keep you both on the phone at the same time. But since we are on the messenger and she's on a regular call, it just drops automatically the, yeah, yeah, the messenger. Before we finish here, I just uh, wanted to ask you, I don't know how it is, you know, running a business in Slovenia. Is it hard to own a business in Slovenia? Because in 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 United States, there's pros and cons, but the state that we are in, like California, we have a lot of regulations here. I'm yeah. just busy trying to be, you know, make sure that we're up to par with our documents, you know, like paperwork and, mm. you know, uh, in compliance yeah. with the regulations and rules that they have over here so do you guys have something like that too in slovenia yes it's it's uh it's the same here uh the bureaucracy it's crazy the Mm -hmm. all the paperwork and you know all the uh, right now we're actually dealing with um every you know safety regulations that have to be met and every certification that you need to have and you know then you have to have like first aid um, certification mm-hmm. one uh, one in the company has to have it and then we have to do that and uh, it's it's a lot of it uh, but this is something that I would just like to say uh, for everyone for everyone that's listening uh, do what you have to do in terms of you know certifications and uh, regulations that you have to meet and and do uh, and also uh, watch your safety uh, for example and have insurance mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my god have insurance mm-hmm. um, have your company insured have you know liability insurance because for example we had a, a, a an accident here in our company last week it was not one of our employees mm-hmm. thank god Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the companies that actually came to work on something in our shop. Uh, they were, you know, putting ACs on. And so one of the guys had an accident and it was a very, very severe accident. And what they check first is if your company has all the safety regulations uh, in check, uh, if you have insurance and you, especially in the USA, I know it can get really, really expensive when you, you know, try to... Um, you know, um, when you you well when you're in the hospital, uh, that's something that's actually very different here than with you. But uh, it's expensive here as well. So um, yeah, I would like to say to everyone that uh, yeah, take care of those things. But I hope you'll never need them. But in case you do, um, it's gonna save you a lot, a lot of money and a mm-hmm. lot of stress. Well, I just want to let you know that here in the United States, we are a st- country of a lot of lawsuits especially for folks out there that's listening especially california why because Mm -hmm. california there's only a few big states in our country like what texas california but california is the most um, dense in populations and the Mm -hmm. fact that we have a lot of uh, people that have been educated so if uh, the only reason why I mentioned that is because if they're educated and they know their rights, then that means there's more lawsuits out there because they're going to be like, oh, you're not allowed to say that to me. Oh, that's slander. I'm going to sue you. You know what I mean? It's so easy. That's why it's important to have insurance, because if someone gets hurt in your facility or mm-hmm. or even if it's not even your fault or or maybe there's yeah. it's not maybe it's not even like. You know, you're not supposed to be part of it. They will find a way mm-hmm. to sue. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's expensive yeah. to be, yes, mm-hmm. to be in that. I mean, you, 
your your whole life, everything you put in your company, it can go down in one day if you don't have something. And it, it can be really, you know, insurance or, or I don't know, safety uh, certificate can, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you can just, you know, close your company and everything you worked so hard on, uh, you know, it goes down the drain. So, yeah, it's well, not worth it. Yeah, you can, it, it can bankrupt you. That's what you're saying, right? The only reason why I know is because I deal with a lot of uh, legal stuff and attorneys. Actually, one of my cousins is, you know, is an attorney. And when mm-hmm. Mike and I started, I needed to do all, you know, stuff for contracts. I would re- usually go to her or find an attorney that will write the contract for me. But I always use someone who's got um, a law degree when I do my contracts. Mm-hmm. Because also here, if you wrote the contracts wrong, people yes. find a loophole to say, mm-hmm. hey, that's not valid contract. You know what I mean? So therefore yeah. it's not enforceable. So you have to be mm-hmm. smart. You know what I mean? Well, I think Stevie Day is supposed to be uh, calling me here. <laughs> let me let me just see, okay? Let's see. If I get a hold of her, I might, you know, I'm going to try to call her and then I might lose you, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's okay. see. Okay. Okay, folks, we are in the waiting period. Oh, Stevie hey. answered. Hi, girl. I'm here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Now, I yeah. might have to have you speak a little louder because you sound like you're far, far away. How's that? Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, that's even better. Hi, everyone. So this is actually Stevie Day. From what I was... um told or what I remember she mentioned that she's one of the first female dent tech in where what area is that technically North America when I first started oh, um, 13 okay. years ago 13 years um, ago so do you want to introduce yourself Stevie yes thank you so much for having me on Mary I appreciate it my name is Stevie Day and I am uh, 60 years old and I am a PDR tech in Canada Yes. That yes. was an amazing seminar. It was uh it was it was such an eye opener um to actually listen to texts um from the USA and the the sharing of ideas and the knowledge that, that was brought to us was invaluable. Invaluable. I know, and it was kind of interesting because I kinda knew that you know, obviously the people are going to be different. So you guys don't have a lot of educational stuff there, right? As far as seminars or even putting on some kind of educational thing, because the culture is that you're not supposed to be sharing information. Is is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, that's absolutely correct. Um, in the in the years that I have been doing this, 13 years, um, I've only actually met one man who was willing to share his knowledge to help me further my career. Um, and it's, it's a very closed culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but having, having that seminar that Dominic and Tanya put on was, uh, was like I said, it was invaluable invaluable well see that's the thing they actually you know reach out to mike mike talked to me about it and i said sure why not let's check it out and 
you know, uh, collaborate with them. And so that's what we ended up doing because I think their purpose is they want to have more educational stuff in Canada. But the problem is it's like people doesn't want to invest in it and they don't want to um, go to this kind of stuff because like what you said, the culture is very close and they don't want to share information. I think, don't get me wrong, the Canadians are really, really friendly. I enjoyed everyone Yes. We, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with, with you. We are a friendly culture, but for some unknown reason, PDR, I, I mean, when I first started, I, I was told a story of a man who used to work at one of my dealerships, and he literally would put up a tent around himself so people could not see what he was doing. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I am. And if if someone would, um, you know, come towards him, he would stop what he was doing so people couldn't see it uh-huh. and I found that very hard to believe but it's the truth but I I, I don't know why I, I, I don't know why our culture is so different I mean my thought on that seminar was just if everybody goes to the seminar and invests in themselves and their business uh-huh. Aren't you just aren't you just furthering the PDR culture and the skill sets that I mean, in my opinion, um, the USA is hands above some of the techs here. I I know there are amazing techs in Canada. I don't mean that disrespectfully, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the, the tools that I saw and it works smarter, smarter, not harder. Um, What a great concept. To, to carry into your everyday work life. I I just think that there should be more seminars. Obviously our you know, COVID has stopped that, but yes. I think I think these seminars are something that we need to have yes. in different parts of Canada on a yearly basis. I would, you know, once we are allowed to travel, I would be I would be there. Yes, um, yes. Because I you know, I mean and listening to uh, to Mike specifically talk about uh, business practices, how to build your business, the advertising, um, the photographs, like his photographs on the website are, are incredible. They are, they're so dynamic and definitely thinking outside of the box. And then, you know, I, I had never thought of things like that to enhance my business. Yes. So again, you know, business practices in just incredible, incredible information to have had and to have been allowed to test drive some of these new tools that I, quite frankly, I didn't know existed. Uh-huh. So uh, these seminars, I think, are just. I just, I think they're, I think they're needed, um, if if we are going to further this this career uh, and this profession of PDR. Well, before um, we get to that, because I have a question, I actually have a question on that. Tell the people how you started in the industry. And you said this was, was, what, 13 years ago or is it longer? No, it's 13 years. It was 13 years as of July the 7th of this year. Okay. It was actually, this was a complete accident how I uh, got into this as a a career. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first started, I, I... I had been at the, a hospital. I'd been in a hospital setting for over 10 years. And um, a personal tragedy in my life um, just prevented me 
for actually being able to go back into that hospital setting. Um, I actually, my mother passed away very suddenly a year after that. I had a nervous breakdown and I just, for some unknown reason, I just couldn't go back. And I wanted to find a business that I could run myself. And I actually had um, a friend who was a PBR tech and she was moving back to New Zealand. And so I approached her and I said, would you be willing to sell your company? And she said, it's so funny you should ask that. She had just listed it on a buy and sell page. And I said, okay, well, just take it off and I'll buy it. And she said, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> she said, you don't even know what I do. And I said, yeah, I do. I watched you do hail in my driveway. Uh, we had had a really bad hail storm. And I said, well, you know, I said, I'll let me try. So yeah. uh, we went out in March and my job that day was to do my, do a lot walk for her to see if I could find any dents. And uh, I came back with a laundry list of, of dents and she was quite impressed with how I could see different things. Yeah. And so then my next job was to find, as she was fixing the dents, to find the tip of the tool. Yeah. And she would rub it through the panel and I managed to see that. And she said, okay, well, this is good. This is These are the things you need. Uh-huh succeed in this business so we started we started training and two weeks in she had to have emergency bladder surgery so my my training um, came to a a grinding halt because after the surgery she couldn't she had to rest and then she was emigrating to New Zealand and so it was up to me to to try and further this career with absolutely hardly any knowledge um really of this business and so, so you're self-taught my first, you're yeah, kind of self-taught in a way right oh i i felt i i honestly i was so scared my first day out on a lot by myself i gave myself heat stroke um it was the one of the hottest days here it was 34 degrees and i drove home that day crying my eyes out saying i can't do this I, I can't, I just, I can't do this. So the next morning I woke up and I thought, you know what? I have to, I have to try. I really have to try. Mm-hmm. And then a few more weeks in, I met a gentleman by the name of Jim Mann. He has been uh, PDR tech in Canada for oh, 30 years now. And I actually think he might've been slightly intrigued that a, that a woman was interested in this career. Yes. And he very generously um, just gave me pointers and tips and ideas. And every day it just got better and better. And, you know, I still had, I still had blips and glitches. And, and to be honest with you, when I first started, I had no business fixing a car that was bound for the wreckers. <laughs> but um, it got better and better. And then... Uh, I did learn to do paintless dent repair with a line board. And what really helped me and upped my game was when the light came into into play. I remember turning that light on for the first time and seeing a dent and it was like, oh, it was just as clear as, I, I, it's hard to explain, but I just saw everything so much better. And... 13 years later, I'm getting better at bigger dents. 
um, I, I'm proud of what I've managed to accomplish. But and yeah, you, you, yeah. Go no, no. Go ahead. But then um, no, just, there's a challenge that you um, that you came across with, you know, before getting yeah. to this point. You know, what are the challenges? The challenges, well, being taken seriously as a woman in this in this profession. Um, that was what, probably one of the hardest things. Um, I don't, I don't know why, um, that I don't know if it is the same in the USA, in Canada. Um, when I first started men, very doubtful of the fact that I would have a skill set like that. Um, you know, as I've been working, um, people have looked in the back of my vehicle and asked me if those are all my husband's tools. Um, I've, I've had, you know, I've had men be very disrespectful to me. Um, but I think I have proven myself. Mm -hmm. Um, if a man does not want me to work on his vehicle and I've had that, I've, I've answered the phone and been asked if I do the work and I've said yes. And, and one man actually laughed and hung up the phone. Well, then that's the kind of business that I don't want. But I think it has been a challenge, but I've overcome it. And I think I have proven that I am as good as any man that's out there. And I continue to learn every day and re try and do as much research as I can on, on, on ways, tools, uh, that are going to enhance my skill set. And I think one of the stuff that you also mentioned as a challenge to you, you know, being a PDR um, technician in Canada is um, the tools, the availability of the tools, you know, yes. for you to perform your job properly. Oh, absolutely. Um, the There are two companies in Canada that import tools. Um, so um, Canada Dentals is one. Um, Josh and Taryn um, actually came to Alberta and did a, a kind of a tool run. They drove uh, across the, the western, they're from Ontario, Canada, and they drove, uh, they flew and then drove across the western provinces and brought some some really cool stuff. It was so Oh, it was so cool to be able to shop up out of the back of their vehicle. But uh, there's another company out of Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, they're called DCC Dents, but they don't carry all of the things that you know. I watch, I watch Mike's tools and some of the things he has. There, they are. It's it's not that they're hard to get. You can get them, but it's the amount of money with the exchange. You have to pay duties and taxes. And you have to pay shipping. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, you know, Mike's advice was buy the tools, invest in yourself, invest in the company. But there is only so much money that you have per month to buy tools. Like there was a gentleman um, selling a brand new glue. It's a green glue out of Brazil. And in the States, it's $44 and he had a flat rate shipping. Well, when we, when I, I was so interested in getting it, and when I did all the the exchanges, it turned into ninety two dollars per packet, mm -hmm. and it just, it, it, 
yeah, I am sure it, it is is fantastic, and I would love to try it. But at that price, it just it doesn't make sense. You know, you love it, and then you have to keep on buying it. So in that sense, it it has been hard to to up your game and get better and better because you just don't have access. You that's yeah. not true. You have access. It's just the amount of money that you are putting into it. There well, is only so much. One time, I decided to send my cousin a vitamin from here that I wanted her to try, and she lives in yeah. Canada. It this is like a simple, small vitamin in a bottle. Somehow,、yeah. it got held up at customs because your system, the Canadian systems there, is like I don't know. It's all. It's it's like kind of difficult, I believe, you know, compared to ours. Oh, it is. It, it is clearing customs is another thing. Yes.、Um, you know, you you order this tool, and I actually did this. I ordered this tool for a specific reason. I had a job that I wanted this tool for, and wouldn't you know it, customs decided to hold it, and they don't give you a reason why, and so then it was delayed by. Uh, it was close to business days, five、mm-hmm. business days.、Mm-hmm. So then I have to call the customer and say, "I'm really sorry, I don't have the tool I need to to complete the job."、Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes they'll go somewhere else. I, you know, I, I have, I did lose one customer because I didn't, I、yes. didn't have the tool in time. They weren't prepared to wait. So your experience of sending a silly bottle of vitamins gets held up, and. Did it get there eventually? Well, let me tell you that story. Going back to that, I'm a problem solver kind of gal, so I did.、Right. I did a lot of phone calls. First, I had to contact my cousin. Then, then she said, "I don't know why they're holding it." You know, they said that I'm gonna have to pay for a broker's fee. I'm like, "What?" The customs, and then they, you know, they forwarded me to another department where I hire a broker to get that little vitamin out of the. You know, out of the customs, so they can continue to ship it to my cousin. And by the way, I shipped it via FedEx, and I thought it would be an easy process because, you know, there's FedEx everywhere, right? So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shipped it via FedEx because I'll be like, hey, I paid a lot of money already, so there shouldn't be any、uh, problem. The laws and regulations that you guys have are totally different than what we're used to over here in the U.S. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely, and that, you know. So I mean, when you're faced with all of these roadblocks,、mm-hmm. it should be, you know, our, our countries, you know, border one another.、Mm-hmm. You would have thought that it would have been a, a simple process. I、mm-hmm. think I, to be honest with you, I, I bought、um, the Glexo.、Um, uh, what are they called?、Uh, Sonic Sonic mm-hmm. tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they. They actually, I ordered them. I believe from Russia.、Mm-hmm. They were shipped. They were shipped from Amsterdam. They were here in five days. Okay. No glitches. No holdups. Yes. No. No nothing. It's、uh-huh. easier to get things from Europe than it is to get things from the states. And it, really? It, it. It. Oh yeah. It's so sad. It. It is. You know, our countries border one another. It. And then, like I said, it. It just makes. Wow. It just makes. 
that's, improving yourself so hard. So that's the new information because what I ended up doing is that I have to deal with the broker. I had to pay the broker's fee so that way they can release yeah. it. And I didn't want it to like, you know, once, see, I'm the type of person that once I start something, I have to finish it. I have to make sure that I see through it, that it's finished. So it doesn't matter how much I'm going to pay. It's the principle behind it. I wanted her to have that vitamins. And so that was that. One of the person I spoke with at the seminar, she said she kind of like, um, like the Anson company in Canada where she sell tools there. She said that it's a challenge for her to get tools from the U.S. to Canada, you know, like you. So, so that's, yeah, that's like a roadblock for you guys. I kind of like feel bad for you guys. Yeah, of course. You know, and I, I mean, I'm on, I'm on so many on the Facebook sites, you Uh know, PDR mentoring group, I follow I follow Mike's page uh-huh. and you know I see all of this stuff and I'm drooling it's like oh yeah please <laughs> give it to me send it to me I want it and it, it it's like dangling a carrot that you can't quite get but you know I one of the things that I had looked forward to was um and I obviously I don't think it will happen now is MTE um which that one? would have been uh, the Florida uh, one? Well, the one that was, yeah, the okay. one that was supposed to happen this month in, oh no, next month in August. I don't think it will happen. Oh no, it's not going to um, happen anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was going to be, for me, what I would have done mm-hmm. is I would have brought an actual um, cat case and I would have put a few tools in mm-hmm. it and then I would have bought some and taken them back because that way I could guarantee that I, I would bring them back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's, now that that won't happen but you know what you just just plug on and do the best you possibly can with what you're given that's true and then there's next year hopefully with this COVID-19 it's under control and manageable that we're back to almost normal you know I'm saying almost normal because I don't know if we're going to go back to what we had before it's like really up in the air Um, oh absolutely absolutely yeah Okay. So, um, Stevie, I want to, my next question to you, how do you balance your work and your family? Cause I know that we're, we're a mother, you know what I mean? So balancing home and work, how do you do that? Cause for me, it's a challenge, but you know what, this is what I've, you know, what I'm given. So I have to deal with it and I just have to make the best out of what I have. Yeah, Absolutely. I am a mother and grandmother first, I think, before my career. Um, oh, my gosh. My family. That's, that's what <laughs> Irina said. Sorry to interrupt, but that's what Irina said, and that's what I'm thinking. I think we all yeah. have something in common here because we're the yeah. primary caretakers of our kids before yeah. work, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am very blessed that being a self-employed um mother and grandmother, I have freedom. That was one of the reasons why um, I wanted my own business. I never imagined that that I would be as successful as I am now, but I'm blessed in the fact that I have freedom. Mm -hmm. That was one of the reasons, as I said, why I I wanted to be Mm self-employed was the freedom. Mm -hmm. I actually have a disabled grandson and uh, my daughter has been um, a single parent since he's a year old and I have helped raise him. 
Uh-huh. And this, this career has afforded me the ability to do that. And I, as I've said, I am blessed. I, I don't take it for granted, but I, I'm thankful for everything I've been given to be able to be a part of his life. He's uh-huh. nearly, no, he's 11 now. He's 11. Okay. Um, and he's still, you know, I, I, I still am very active in his life as, uh-huh. as well as the other, the other six. Uh-huh. Actually, I have seven grandchildren. Uh, yeah. As Irina said, a mother first, a grandmother, and then, and then the career. And uh-huh. I find that it, it balances itself out because I, um, I have wonderful customers. Um, and you know, if I said, for example, I, I'm sorry, but something family oriented has come up. Uh-huh. I, I have the ability to, to defer the repair for maybe a day or so. So I'm very blessed and lucky that, that my customers appreciate what I do and know. And, and what an honor that, that it is that they would actually say, it's okay, we'll wait for you. Wow. We, we'll wait. We'll wait the day. Uh-huh. And, you know, in some cases, I, I will then set it up that if it's, a, if it's for a specific customer yes. for them, uh-huh. I will then, because I'm a mobile service, uh-huh. I then go to the customer's house Uh and the customer isn't inconvenienced in any way. They're sitting in their house, drinking their coffee, doing their thing. And I'm in their garage fixing their vehicle. And it's, that was one of the reasons why I was so taken by, by a mobile service, being able to provide that to customers. And the the thing that I like about it is, um, like what you said, the financial freedom of owning your business is like, you know, it's, it's, it's like rewarding because it's not like you're on a fixed yes. income. And the yes. fact that yes. you can work at your own pace and your own schedule and yes. owning a business allowed me to be able to totally be hands on with my kids, but then at the same time, earn the money that we need to earn in order for us to live comfortably. I can be hands-on and guide them and monitor them. What's important to me is to raise them with good morals and good values, like the old oh, school and the one. ethics, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The morals and the ethics and make them, you know, responsible, decent human beings, which exactly. is so important in, in this world right now. And I admire you that you've, that yeah. good for you. Yeah, so. Is it, and that's, it's so important to be there for them. And I, you know, that's, that's the important part to me is to, you know, I know my children are grown, but I don't think being a mother ever goes away. Yes, exactly. You know, being able to be a support for all three of mine as well is, is to me, it's an honor as well. And the fact that I am so involved in my grandchildren's lives, that's another, it's an honor for me. Yeah. Yeah. That they trust me and that they, they respect the fact that, you know, I apparently I do a good job being being the grandmother. <laughs> well, you're a good grandmother because you want to be part of their lives. I mean, there's some yeah. other grandparents out there or grandmother that doesn't want to. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I and I, I, I love having my grandchildren because when I am really tired, I can say, that's it, go home. <laughs> yes. Couldn't do that with my kids. You always had to be, you were always on call, but 
Yeah. yeah. Being a grandparent is fun. And, you know, being able to, um, I actually have taken my disabled grandson with me to work. He's, he's very easy. He loves, he loves watching, watching you. me do what yeah. I do. Yeah. And yeah. That so would... I've been <clears throat> blessed. Yeah. He will remember that. Because, you know, he'll be like, oh, I remember when I used to do a ride along with grandma and she'll be doing her yeah. stuff that so interesting, you know, and he will remember that because I know. I hope, I hope so. Oh, yeah. The yes. memories that you're creating and, and being, to, to be able to look back and say, well, do you remember when we did this with mom and oh, dad yes. or when we went there? Those are the memories and those are the, you know, when all the kids are together. Yes. And they're sharing stories. It, it's so, you know, they have they have wonderful memories. And that's that's what it's all about is creating those memories, memories. that they can take with them always. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you got to go to Italy. It's still on my bucket list. Oh, I, my uh, gosh. It's so nice. I've, I've been all I've been all over Europe because I'm originally from England. Uh-huh. And I. I have traveled so much in, in Europe, but Italy is the one place that has eluded me. And it's it's on my bucket list. I, I, I really would like to go. You Did sh- you enjoy it when you went? Oh, yes. It was a bonding moment for all of us because oh, I like perfect. history. My son loves history. So we even went to, um, where is that? Pompeii? Is, no. Oh, the, yes. The Pompeii. last city. Yes. The last city. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh that that must have been incredible. Oh yes. Yes. It was it was fun. So moving on, let's see here. Yes. So I you know why the reason why um I brought you guys here this episode that I'm doing is um basically empowered women empowering women. Yes. I wanted to talk about not just work but also family and and I have a little bit of insights of what you guys do besides work and that's good so the next Mm -hmm. questions that I wanted to ask you is I know you have challenges of being a you know a female tech in in Canada what do you think you know because for me when I have challenges I always try to find a solution have you thought about what what would it make it better have you thought about that how would you yes okay And so one of the the things that I had desperately wanted to do this fall, but it will not happen now because of COVID, um, I'm going to take the advanced PDR course because there is uh, really um, nowhere that does training like that, Mm -hmm. Um, not in Canada. And so that was that that's the solution. Um, I could watch I could watch videos, but it would never take the place of having someone right beside you over your shoulder saying no you need to do this Uh or no you need to do that having someone literally critiquing you is the is the way I learn I Uh mean yes videos are great and I have learned a lot but again um it's time Uh you know I don't always have time to sit and watch a video I unfortunately one of the things I have I have to learn is I should be working on my business, not in it. But when you are self-employed, like myself, uh-huh. it's very difficult okay. to work on it, not in it. Uh-huh. So if I take a block of time and I say, fine, I am now going on vacation and I'm going on a working vacation, then 
I that will solve the, some of the problems that I think I have because I have questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't. I can't always get answered. Now, this this is going to sound a little bit rude, and I don't mean it to, but yeah. on some of the PDR sites, you will ask a very simple question, uh-huh. and you don't always get the right answer. Um, it it it. it, it yeah, it's hard to explain, Mary. It really okay. is, but the answer isn't. Um, it's not constructive. There, there's usually a little bit of sometimes a little bit of rudeness, and uh-huh. I don't know any of the texts that that are on these sites. Um, uh-huh. So it's not it's like just, I can say, "Hey, yeah. hey, dude, are you being are you are just being, being funny?" Or yeah, yeah. Um, so. so is, it, is, it, it's hard. It's are hard. these sites that you're talking about like the sites that are in your area or in my area that you are part of? No, it's it's all strictly, strictly in your area. Okay. So um, the PDR mentoring group, uh, I joined that. Uh-huh. Um, PDR tool time, I think, uh-huh. is another one. Uh-huh. Um, Let yeah. me ask you something. Did you say that when you post something there, nobody responds, or you feel like you're getting the um, the rudeness that you well, don't deserve? This is this is just a, a a very this is what turned me off actually. Okay. So I po- um there was a a question posted. I don't even remember. It was a couple of years ago. And like okay. I said, it's kind of turned me off of posting anything else. Okay. So <clears throat> it was, a, it was about doing, doing something good for somebody within the PDR industry. And, and what had happened was, um, a lady had called me single parent and she'd got this dent on her brand new vehicle. Uh-huh. It was on the rail. Okay. And it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't horrible, but it, it took me about, close to 45 minutes okay and she was distraught by this obviously single parent and she i finished it it was lovely she was happy and she said how much do i owe you Uh and i said nothing i said nothing and she said excuse me i said nothing i said you know this this happened you're a single parent i have I have a daughter who's a single parent and I know how, how upsetting this is, you know, Merry Christmas. And yes. she said, thank, thank you so much. Uh-huh. You've renewed my faith in humanity. Yes. So I posted this on one of those sites. Okay. And one of the guys said, if you keep doing that, you're never going to make any money. Well, I, it, 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 there was a more than one comment. Like that. So it's not and just it, so it's not just one person who said it. You're saying there's like no. a few people yeah. have said that. Yeah. Yes, and my point was is that I make a very nice living doing what yeah. I do. It's not. It's not about the money. Yes. Yes. It is. I. Yeah. I have a business. I'm running a business. Yes. 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 I make money, but it's not. It's not about the money. They miss if you can. If you can give back and just make someone smile yes. and to give them faith in humanity that it's to make not them f- always about the money. Yeah, to make them feel like, hey, somebody care about them or somebody notice them. Then yes. that that yes. that feeling of you making feel someone like that is rewarding for you. 
correct? Yes. Yes. And and the, the comments that came back were... How many comments again, were there? I, Is there like a couple or more than a couple? There were three negative comments and then okay. one gentleman said, uh, good for you, thought I was a guy, uh-huh. um, and then said, oh, I am so sorry, I just realized you're a woman. Um, what? I don't know why that made a difference, <laughs> but... You know, it kind of turned me off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I and like I said, so that has kind of, you know, turned me off a little of of asking a question. Yes, but um, I am very, I'm very lucky in the fact that because of um, Josh and Taryn mm-hmm. um, from Josh is a tech, okay, and Taryn has so much knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, they have been very kind, both of them. If I have any, you know. If I'm having a serious problem, Josh says just call him, yes, and he'll talk me through it as uh-huh. best he can. Uh-huh. Again, it's it's wonderful, but he cannot see what I'm doing uh-huh. to know where I where I could improve my technique or, yes. you know, Dominic again. Dominic from PDR Canada has has offered um, help if need be. So uh-huh. you know, you're building you you are building. Uh, these little communities, but it's not enough. Yes. It's not enough to have, you know, and, you know, Dominic is here, but Josh is in Ontario. Yeah. So to go back to the original question, it, more seminars of, of literally, you know, people coming here and, and showing different techniques and different tools. And if it were possible to, have the tools available to purchase at one of these seminars so yes. it kind of takes the sting out of the shipping duties and yes. everything else uh-huh. it that that that's how i would solve my problem of of not um n- not yeah. having all the answers is yeah. is yeah. more seminars to give me that knowledge and those skills well he- here's the thing um just for me, okay, because there's like the MTE in Florida that usually happens yeah. in January slash February, you know, depending, they kind of move it around lately. Um, you know, if you can't go to that one, then go to the one in Las Vegas. Obviously, the Las Vegas one for this year is canceled, but I'm pretty sure next year we should be in a better place and it should be place for you to kind of like yeah. um, network and then yeah. attend to and then buy some tools there because there are big tool companies that are usually there that are selling tools. There's quite a few of them. So don't yeah. miss that one yeah. for next year. No, and that, that's what I'm hoping for is mm-hmm. that things do return to somewhat, you know, I mean, not being able to travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we can we can travel, but you are taking a chance being on an airplane with yeah. how many people, you know what I mean? So yeah. once things have, I think, settled down, I am so, I'm so interested in these, um, the trade shows, yeah. um, to, to just network. And, and I am, I am a sponge. I, I, I love, I love this, this industry yeah. for the knowledge that I, that I can you know, I, if somebody would have told me 13 years ago that this would be my life and what I'm doing, I would have laughed because I have a, I have a medical background. Yeah. So to have changed gears, um, it's, it, it's incredible that I 
and I love my job. I love what I do. That's good. I, you have a passion I for it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I see, do. I, I think so. That's why you want to make it better. That's why you want to make it like, um, you know, grow in it, you know, in that industry and take it to another level. So another thing. Exactly. That I, yeah, another thing that one I wanted to tell you is that um, cause um, we're gonna we're over an hour here. I'm gonna end it uh, pretty soon. The other things that okay. I wanna um, mention to you, um, Stevie, is that um, there's also a thing that we put on. It's supposed to be here in San Diego this year, but we also canceled it due to coronavirus. We mm-hmm. usually do the mega media. And then the mega media, you need to look into that. I'm not trying to persuade you to go ahead and sign up, but I'm giving you the choice or an option what's out there. So look yeah. into that. Mega media is something that we do an educational too, like educational seminar, as well as marketing tools that you can use to market your business. Perfect. Just, you know, if you if you need information, you can hit up Mike. It's out there for you, too. So that way you can, like, uh, get up to par or speed up the process of getting where you need to go. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. That's, it, all of this is it's such invaluable information. Mm-hmm. You just, it, it's, thank you. That's something I will definitely look into. Definitely. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That's just Perfect. an FYI, so... Um, yeah, it's something that I need. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer of in order for someone to succeed, we need to give them the tools to succeed. When I used to work for the city of San Diego, yes. I, you know, I have a mentor that I was surprised when he told me, he said, anything you need, anything that you're going to need to perform your job or your work properly just let me know. And I was like, what? Anything? And he said, yes. And then, then I asked him, you know, I said, why? And then he explained it to me because he said, in order for you to succeed, I have to give you the tools to succeed. Yep. So I was like, okay. So ever since then, I've like, that's stuck, you know, that's, that's kind of stuck in my head and applied it to whoever I deal with. I, you know, you know, it's funny you should, you should say that I'm in the process of training my niece to become a PDR tech. Oh, that's and good. One of the one of the things that I believe in is give. I want to give her every ounce of knowledge mm-hmm. and skill that I have. Mm-hmm. And if if she were better than me, that would be such an honor because. You know, you did your She's job. She's taken it to yeah. A, yeah, yeah. She took it to the next level. Exactly. But it was the, it was the knowledge and the tools that I gave her yes. that enabled her to be that. And I'm not the kind of you know I'm I'm not going to hide in a tent so nobody can see what I'm doing. Yeah. I've always maintained you know when people say, "Do you mind if I watch you?" Uh-huh. And I joke and I say yes, but then I'm going to have to shoot you. <laughs> and they. They laugh, but then I say, if you think that watching me, you can do what I'm doing right now, here's the tool, have at her. Because it, it's, I love, I love people learning more about this industry. Uh-huh. It's, it, it, it's an incredible tool to be able to, to do it and, yes. and 
to take that metal and watch it change and, and put it back to where it came from and then watch your customer go, oh, wow, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And then they give you money for it. <laughs> it's, it's, I never imagined. It's rewarding. That I, would, I can, I can, yeah. I can hear from your explanation and your voice that for you, it is the rewarding feeling that makes you high. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it, it is. Yes. It is. It's, it's, it's such a, it's a rush. It really is. I, uh-huh. I, and I love, I, like I said, I love what I do. And it was such a, and I know this is going to sound, I'm not blowing smoke, but it was such an honor to meet Mike and Jean and Don and Jean. Um, Jean was there. Oh, Jean. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. um, the gentleman who taught the um, the electric car, Vinny, uh, Vinny, Vinny yes. is actually yeah, I, who runs PDR Tool Time now. There you go. Yeah, okay. with Daniel right. Roman, the other folks. Yes, like John Renstrom and um, oh my and gosh, just, just it was such an honor to meet them. And and what I what I appreciated, they didn't hold back one mm-hmm. single thing. Mm-hmm. There wasn't this, well, you don't need to know that right now. It just, it was all on the table and, oh, it, it was, it was, it was, an, it was, it was such an honor to have been there. And yes, okay, we paid money for our course. What, what a great way to, to better your skill set and your knowledge. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, um, Stevie, not everyone thinks like you. See, you're, I can sense that you're more, you know, as far as learning and education, like what, we, what we've said earlier, the Canadians are usually like close when it comes to that, but you are somewhat progressive. You're open-minded. So you oh, appre- I am. Yeah, yeah, so you appreciate this stuff, but oh, yeah. not everyone can be like you. Not everyone can think like you. So that's, I, I think that's the thing though. You know, it's almost like, you know, I learned this in economic class. If there's a demand, you got to do the supply to meet the demand. Yeah. But if there's no demand, there's not going to be any supply. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why in Canada, I think from my opinion, and this is not to offend anyone, you guys have no. a lot to go to get to where oh, we have a long we, way to go. Exactly. It sounds like you guys are kind of like um, behind a little bit of the time as far as that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Mary. We are. Yeah. We are. And what I found interesting, interesting was Dominic put the seminar on. Um, Josh um, was there. Mm-hmm. And yes, okay, only two people. But I think everyone in that seminar... Um, is I I believe now are more open minded mm-hmm. to that that global sharing of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not going to take away from from the next guy. So what if you know I don't I don't do a lot of hail. I am not yeah. particularly fond of it, and I struggle because there's just so much of it, and yeah. I struggle. So everyone has to have their own niche. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So absolutely. Absolutely. So their own niche. Yeah. I just think that if, you know, okay, I, I have been sending business to Dominic. That is hail. 
Yeah. Because I just know. You can't do it, yeah. That he will do it better, quicker. He's got a team. I'm one person. Yeah. So uh, the ultimate result is that a customer gets their vehicle fixed and every it's a win-win situation. Is yeah. it taking away from me? No. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, the close-minded, I want it, it's mine, it's my money. That's where we have to stop that attitude, I believe. That's yeah. just my opinion. And I think, I think our industry will flourish. The, the thing, Stevie, is that your culture is one of those, um, I, I, I understand, I think, where the other people are coming from. But you're coming from, like, look, this is Dominic's niche. Like he, yeah. they can do hail and I can't do yeah. that. I can't do that because it's going to take me a longer time. Maybe you can do it, but not as efficient as they are. So that's why you refer customer to them. You, on the yeah. other hand, have your customers, your niche of doing retail, more personable one-on-one -on -one with customers. So you yeah. see it that way. Mm -hmm. You too have a business understanding. So no. not everyone think like that. Like over here in the United States, we have competitions, and then it's one of those things where they try to replicate what you're doing. In business, it matters when you came up with the idea and you're the original because you know that will be a hit rather than trying yeah. to replicate someone else's uh, glory or someone else's success. You know what I mean? Yes. That's and don't take that glory away from someone. Exactly. It, I just... I, I, it's an unfortunate thing that it is. It's a competitive industry, yeah. But I don't necessarily think it has to be so cutthroat. Yes. You know what I mean? I think I think if we just all get along, yes, exactly, it, it, right? Then we'll be a happy world. We're just benefiting. <laughs> yes, and we're just benefiting. We're benefiting an industry that is. It, it should just be able to flourish and grow and. and And I think we all need to learn to be kind every day. Well, I am a firm believer of karma. So what you put out there oh, yes. what is what yes. will come back to you. It might not be in the yes. same form what you put out there, but it will come back to you in another way. Whether, I agree so with if you put out, yeah, much. I'm a firm believer of that. So if you put positive things out there, then other positive things will come to you. But if you put negative stuff out there, malicious stuff out there, bad stuff out there, then that's what you're going to attract and come back to you. So I'm a firm believer yes. of karma. I, I agree with you. I, I certainly agree. And I, I hope that every day that I, that I live my life being kind and honest mm -hmm. and that I, I'm running this business with as much integrity as mm -hmm. I possibly can. And that's, that's, I think, if I'm here after 13 years, I think I'm doing something right, but I want to be better. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, Stevie, we've been here for about... I don't know, long, actually, longer than Irina. So I appreciate... And I should, I should go, actually go back to work now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you very much for joining me. And oh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And then maybe next time, and if you end up in Las Vegas next year, hit me up. So I would like to oh, uh, come will, and hang out too. I will, 
I would definitely love that. I will. I hope everything is somewhat back to normal and that we do get to get to socialize a little bit more. That would be wonderful. That would be great because I would love to see you again. You're an awesome yeah. lady. Thank you. Thank you very much as you are. All okay. right, we will talk soon, Mary. Have a wonderful day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, folks. That's a wrap. This is Mary at Mary Unapologetic.